Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone, and like a bad penny, we're back. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper around with the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink up here at the Ice Palace in New England. <laughs> and joining me, yes, I believe it is, the Blonde Bum Show, and Carrigan. I am here. Hello. Hi, everybody. I'm it back. Is an ans- it is an Ann sighting. I know, right? <laughs> well, it's been, yeah, it's been a little bit. I'm sorry. You know, no, we're sorry. Work is it is demanding. what it is. And, it uh, is what it is. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. And all joins, joining us, not from the Ice Palace, because I'm sure it's nice and warm, is uh, a good friend of mine. And he is now my brother, because we are both knights. And uh, he is uh, the former tech manager. Well, he's still a tech manager. It's like kick your out. Of the New England Ghost Project, Clay Rucker. Hey, how are you? Hi, <laughs> Clay. Good, good, good. I thought you were gone for a minute. I'm like, wait, <laughs> it is, it is warm down here. <laughs> It, what's the te- what's the temperature? Uh, well, tonight we're going to be a little bit chilly. It's going to be our uh, low of forty, but uh, we bounce back up to the mid sixties uh, tomorrow. Forty. Oh, nice. So it gets it gets cool here then, huh? Uh, rarely. I mean, we've had a couple days uh, over the last week that we've hit uh, thirty-two, what? which is really cold for us because none of our houses down here have anything that's considered airtight for homes. Uh huh. We should tell uh, the people we so, play with. Yeah. So I got to worry about shrinkage. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yes, yes, Clay is uh, is uh, now habitating in uh, uh, Mississippi or Alabama, one of them places. I don't know, someplace down there. Mobile, Alabama. Yeah, there same thing. Go. Mississippi, okay. Alabama, Arkansas. Not really. Sure. But anyways, <laughs> wet, and hot, and sticky. <laughs> <laughs> anyways. Yeah, you shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, we had uh, it was uh, three this morning when I woke up. So just mm-hmm. don't don't feel don't feel bad. Yep. Uh, yep. Yep. So there you go. All right. So Clay, you uh, you recently uh, entertained uh, a couple of members of my team down there, uh, Jim Stonier and uh, the girl uh, Leslie Martin. Leslie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, wow, I uh, thought I was losing my mind. And you, you <laughs> gave him a taste of uh, Southern hospitality in the ghost hunting field, I believe? Yes, actually, yes. So a lot of uh, cool things happening down here um, that I haven't told you guys about. Uh, mm. So we joined forces with a another group down here, which uh, Leslie and Jim had the opportunity uh, to meet them and, and do some work with them called Paranormal South. Uh, our group is called the Mobile Paranormal Research Team, and uh, unanimously, um, both teams uh, decided to join forces and become uh, one team. 
Um, and uh, so we decided to stay with the Paranormal South name because it was uh, a lot <laughs> shorter than the Mobile Research Paranormal team. Yeah. And uh, so uh, that was the kickoff uh, when Jim uh, and Leslie were down here, uh, and we did some, I think we saw, we went to about five different sites or four different sites. We were supposed to do a really cool site, which unfortunately at the last minute became political and fell through on us, but um, we had a, uh, a really good team, a good, really good time. Um, we got some pretty cool evidence, actually, uh, oh, at really? a couple of the locations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all exciting. Um, and uh, we uh, have continued to uh, work on that uh, evidence and, uh, you know, have sent it to many people, even your team, Ron, uh, mm-hmm. to look at it, to get their impressions and let them have an opportunity to debunk it. One in particular, where we were in a, what was a child's bedroom in a, in a beautiful building here in Mobile called the Dar House, Daughters of the American Revolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a family that had eight children and a very prominent Mobile family. Wait a and, minute, wait uh, a minute. Daughters of the American Revolution. The revolution was 1776. I mean, Alabama didn't exist in 1776. Uh, it's called the Dar House. So there must yeah. have been some chapter of it down here at some point. Yeah, I don't know whether they moved it down from the north or what, but it's called the Dar House. Yeah. All right, I'll I'll I'll, I'll bite that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if you go on the website, you can see uh, no, just, probably I'm the history of how it became point. that way. Okay, but I, you know, I, I, Daughters I, I, of the American Revolution continued long after yes. the Revolution. You know that, right? <laughs> of course, of course, it did. Yeah, it's Same still in existence yeah. today. Right, <laughs> just saying, like the Knights. Um, exactly like the Knights of Columbus, exactly. Um, so, uh, anyway, we were in this bedroom and, uh, we were, um, you know, shooting an IR, uh, video and, uh, we did an experiment with a a little rubber ball because it was known to, there was known activity of, of children in that room that liked to play games with marbles and things like that. Um, so we... We put this ball out there, and uh, we caught it on video of the ball actually moving on its own, uh, and then a two bright streaks of white at different intervals crossed the lens of the camera, and it's not a bug. You know, there was no ambient outside uh, light from where the room is. It's tucked in the back of the house. So it was pretty interesting. We've, we've spent a lot of time trying to figure it out, trying to debug it, or debunk mm-hmm. it, rather, and, you know, try to find a practical aspect to why this happened, uh, and uh, to date, we have not been successful in doing that, so uh, that was a pretty exciting point, and then we also had uh, some crazy stuff happen, uh, you know, K2 meters, you can take them or leave them and love them or not, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. but we, we had a lot of weird <laughs> things going on with that, and then handprints uh, with thermal cameras, and so it was overall, it was an exciting evening, of course, Leslie you know, uh, is phenomenal at what she does, yes, sir, and uh, yeah. so she was kind of the mm-hmm. star of the evening. Nice. What was she picking yeah. up on? What's that? What was she picking up on? Oh, she was picking up on the fam, some members of the family and children that were running around in the house. Uh, we went to several different locations. One is uh, what is now the Mobile County Fairgrounds. Um, we picked up she picked up on the uh, original wife 
that of the orchard uh, that uh, the fairgrounds uh, became, the land that became the fairgrounds. Uh, she also, uh, at another site, um, we actually went to, here's another really cool one, we went to Blakely State Forest, uh, mm-hmm. not to be confused with uh, English Town State Forest, um, but uh, which is uh, a Civil War battleground. And uh, it was where the scrimmage was between the North and the South um, here in, in, in the Gulf Coast in the Mobile area, and very active. And, oh, my gosh, we had some incredible stuff. Uh, I actually walked through a ghost. Really? Um, Leslie, uh, Leslie's like, keep walking straight. You're going to walk right through them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I, I got to say that was the first time I've ever done that. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> So I have to ask you, what did it feel like? Yeah, did it feel? Do you want my honest answer or do you want my ooh answer? Want, no, of course I want your honest answer. What do you think? I didn't feel shit. No. <laughs> That's the honest answer. That's but Leslie's like, you're, you literally walked right through him. Because yeah. he, was, he was a depressed guy. Uh, he had taken his own life uh, on the battlefield. Any relation to what? Any relation to you? Depressed guy. Oh. Really? Really? <laughs> really? Now, if you had said good-looking guy, I, I would have gotten her I miss you. I haven't took any shots for you for a while. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, hold on a second. So shots fired, battlefield, is this where we're going with this? Yeah, there you go. Bad <laughs> pun? Yeah, good one. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. So, that was a cool place. Yeah, it sounded cool. I mean, I don't know if it was as cool as... Uh, Freetown State Forest, but <laughs> or Gettysburg. Don't forget Gettysburg. Oh, Gettysburg right. was cool. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that place was amazing. Yeah. So I want to ask you, Stan, have uh, you been to Gettysburg? Uh, I have. No, I have been there a long time ago on vacation, before I was involved in all kinds of paranormal stuff. Uh, but never, you know, with a group like with a paranormal group. Oh, so it's, awesome. it's right, Ron. It's so active. Yeah, it rocks really. But I, I want to ask you, uh, Clay, because you, you, for the longest time you lived up here and you, you investigated with us up here and everything else. Is it any di- different uh, down south than here, as far as? Uh, well, I'll ask two, a two-part question. First of all, as far as the activity, is it, is it the activity different? And second of all, do they do they do investigations differently, so you you can choose either way to start with. Yeah, I mean, uh, so so the first part of your question: ghosts or ghosts or ghosts or ghosts. Uh, okay. So they, they don't change much. Um, mm-hmm. However, how people approach the paranormal down here is mm-hmm. one eighty from how, for example, in New England or the northern uh, parts of the U.S. Um, approach paranormal investigation and paranormal beliefs. So down here, you have to remember, there's a very heavy religious component in the southern United States where we are. We're in what's called the Bible Belt. I mean, we we have some crazy laws still on the books down here about what you can and can't do on Sundays. And unlike the North, uh, Saturday and Sunday, most of the South is completely closed. So up north, you could on Sunday or Saturday, you could still get do most of the things you could do during the week with businesses and things like that. Down here, it's the opposite. 
people but, you literally. Know, we, we used to have, in all fairness, we used to have the blue laws up here, if you remember. Right. I remember yes. them. We still have them yeah. here. Yeah. Okay, so you just seven. You can't buy wine or beer or any kind of alcoholic beverage before noon on a Sunday, and can't wear a top hat on uh, Saturdays because <laughs> it's reserved for Sundays. I mean, crazy. Oh stuff. my goodness! Well, that's tough. <laughs> that's real tough for me. But you know, to your point, so because of this heavy religious uh, undercurrent here, um, paranormal is mainly viewed, you know, with some aspect of the devil, right? Really? So they look at it, you know, the, because of the religious beliefs here, you know, anything that's paranormal or anybody seeking out the paranormal um, and all of that, you know, is, is in league with the devil because the devil, you know, does, you know, is manipulating you, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So the paranormal undercurrent here is still very strong. And I would say it's as strong in New, as it is in New England is out about it, right? So as mm-hmm. strong as New England accepts it, embraces it, um, and uh, investigates it and talks about it and shares about it, the South is, is the introverted version of that, but it's just as strong. So <laughs> you won't hear people talking about paranormal really in an, in an open conversation like we're having right now. Mm-hmm. But... The curiosity, the belief in it, the experiences of it, because you remember we have old ports here, you know, know, with a lot of trauma, a lot of slaves, all that kind of stuff down here, you know, with New Orleans and Mobile and Pensacola, Florida and and Gulfport, etc. You know, so we have big old ports. So there's a very heavy understanding and acknowledgement under the surface of paranormal. I would say probably 25 to 40% of Mobile is haunted because mm-hmm. we were a very big port. We're still a port to this day, one of the, right. one of the biggest in the country. So mm-hmm. you've had all of those years of, of tragedy and turmoil, and so it's very, very haunted down here. But try to say, hey, can I come in and investigate that? Oh, no, 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 no. We don't, we no. don't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But then, you know, that's what they'll say in an open forum or in a meeting, and then you go outside to, uh, you know, have a, a, a sip of water or something, and they're like, hey, i got to tell you what's going on in my house. Do you think you can oh. come over and look at it? Right. Right? right. That's, yeah. that's how it works down here. <laughs> <laughs> I still think it works a lot like that up here, too. I, I have so many people. You know, they pull you aside afterwards. Oh, so, well, you know, I didn't want to say anything, but blah, 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 blah. My house is haunted. Da, da, da. So, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, but you don't get the condemnation up north yeah. no. that you would no, get no. down here. Like, but people would be, like, literally sidestepping away from you. <laughs> like lightning or the, or the devil's going to jump out and grab you and pull you, in that, you know, through the floorboard. Oh, the cross up to you. Back, back, demon. <laughs> get back, heathen. <laughs> Spurt you with a little so, holy so water. It's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been sprayed. I thought it was just a body odor issue, but apparently not. Um, but... It, it it is really uh, having investigated and and been in paranormal groups in both the north and the south. It is an it is an interesting contrast. It really really is. Yeah, sounds it. It sounds intriguing and 
in a way. Uh, so does that deny you access to certain areas that you would be able to go to up here? Yeah, so you know how, uh, you know, you, you've, you know, the, the NEGP team, you know, has investigated a lot of public buildings you know, mm-hmm. like the manse and historic sites and things like that. Down here, mm-hmm. oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Uh, mm-hmm. they, don't want, they don't want that kind of publicity down here. Ah. Huh. Y'all not going so, in my town hall. Uh-uh. No, y'all don't come in here and start talking about all that devil worship stuff. Uh-uh. We don't go for that down here. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. We're wrong. <laughs> So I guess they don't sell a lot of Ouija boards down there, huh? Uh, no, but this this is the funny thing about it. Ooh. Like I said, it's an undercurrent, Ron. Yeah. So, yes, they do. We have crystal shops here. We have occult stores here. But they're buried. You know, they're buried, though. They're not oh. in big malls. They're not, you know, like, you know, well, you know, big signs or anything like that. They're in these little tiny buildings. Uh, tucked away in little villages, you know, it's, 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 I gotta tell you, it's almost like the adult stores down here. (laughs) (laughs) Paranormal and adult stores kind of go along the same thing. Everybody knows where they are, but nobody advertises them. (laughs) So there's no pushback from the authorities though. Um, well, like I said, you, you know, like we were, you know, when Leslie and Jim were down here, we had permission to go, uh, investigate a very, very active, haunted mental hospital here, one of the first mental hospitals in Alabama that is now closed and, and, and is, is de- degrading pretty rapidly, kind of like a Danvers, you know, when they abandoned Danvers and what have you. Right. Um, and uh, we had gotten permission from one of the heads up uh, that manages that site from the government side to go in and do that, and we... Confirmed everything to make sure we weren't going to get shot by the security guard when we showed That's up there in the evening. Good idea. That weekend, you know, I, of course, I was making sure Jim was walking in front of me. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, they, you know, they did a 180 on us because the state found out about it, and then somebody in the state, and then the mayor, and it, it just uh, turned into this bit of big political football because of that undercurrent, you know, I mean, yeah. that, that belief system, right? That, oh, we don't want that kind of press. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. So we wind up losing the opportunity to go investigate that. Um, <laughs> so we were very sad about that. But luckily, the you know the other ones were. Hey, can you, you want to come check this out? Hey, you want to look at this? Hey, we're having we're getting reports of this over here. You want to come take a look at it with your team? Yeah. So we went to four four other places <laughs> with the NEGB team and the and the Paranormal South team, and it was fun. So a medium sect accepted down there is it like the Arab here. Ooh, no. Witches. no, they're they, you know that the mediumship down here. I mean, you know, obviously, as as time goes on and knowledge is expanding, the south the south is getting a little more relaxed on some of the stuff. So I, you know, this was twenty years ago. Good luck. Um, yeah. You know, now it's it's. It's coming more into the forefront, but it's really slow. And it's nowhere near where the north is. So mediums are at the very heart of that, right? Because especially that belief of the devil manipulating, mediums are thought, right? They're thought to be manipulated by the devil for the ruination, right? Mm 
and the misdirection. So that is mediums. You don't hear mediums talking out much here. Okay. You, so you, know, you don't have like 100 psychic signs. Now, we do charts. have some tarot card reading places here and things like that, but yeah. nowhere near the acceptance of what you would see, you know, up north. Yeah. So, I, so I guess they wouldn't embrace witches either, huh? Yeah. Um, I haven't really had much experience with, you know, witches down here or Wiccans or, or yeah. alternate forms of religion down here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty much Baptist, Catholic. Um, you know, uh, we do have some Lutherans. But for the most part, it's either Catholic along the coast or Baptist in the uh, yeah. And both of those are obviously very strong religions. Now, Catholicism, as you know, because Ron, because you're a Catholic, uh, and I don't know what, whether you are or not. Same. But, you know, they do believe in the, in the spirit and things like that, hence mm-hmm. why they have, a, they have church-sponsored, uh, sanctioned uh, exorcism and things like that. But mm-hmm. the Baptists, on the other hand, I don't think they go in for any of it. Uh, I can't say that. I'm not a Baptist, so I can't say that officially. But my gut feeling is, ooh, no. I actually had a, uh, I think I interviewed a Baptist ghost hunting group, mm-hmm. but what really the, from down here? It, well, we're, 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 we're up here, but <laughs> but the, the uh, it was a Southern group. But what they believed in is they weren't uh, investigating ghosts; they were investigating devils. Oh. Ah, so, uh, go, that's uh, interesting. Where they're demons, they're, <clears throat> they're devils, they're demons. Ah, I mean that would that was that was probably a justification, right? Mm-hmm. It was yeah, an excuse that's... to. One of the things I've I've learned about religion down here, and and I am very very much into my faith as a Catholic, um, but <clears throat> I've seen you know down here that. You know, when you read the history, the justification of, you know, let's say they wanted to drink, right? They would find a reason that supported the spiritualism, right, mm-hmm. in order to do the task that they wanted to do, even though it, it right. kind of flew in the face of, you know, what the core, you know, what the overall beliefs or the societal beliefs were. So that's interesting that that group said they were hunting devils. Yeah. Um, the, as opposed to spirits. Beliefs. That was the one thing they they told me right off the the bat when I did the interview with them. Hmm. Uh, you know, they that's, don't believe in ghosts. I, I can they believe, don't believe that. In ghosts. Yeah, they believe. No, no, but die, I can I can believe eat, that. You know, with the, what little you die, uh, experience you either, I've had with you, their... die. You either go to heaven or you go to hell. So if you're here, right. you must be a demon or a devil. Ah, interesting. All right. hmm. Yeah, that's their concept. Mm-hmm. So. Where so, you know, Catholics and, believe and, in purgatory. Yeah, which right. is more than, more than likely what we're investigating. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I never really thought about it like that, but you're right. You know what? When I first started the Ghost Project, like, a long time ago, uh, I started working with, with uh, Brian the Monk, who was a Franciscan friar. Uh, you know, we used to have these discussions because, you know, he was pretty much religious. He did. In fact, he did uh, exorcisms for the, uh, the Franciscans. And, uh, you know, we always had that discussion is that, you know, what are, what are these things? And we had kind of come up with that agreement that what we're really contacting or what we're investigating, I guess, are really people in purgatory with uh, 
Unless, of course, you run into a real demon, then it's another story from another time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was intriguing. Well, yeah, it makes sense. You're stuck in the middle. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it, it, it's just to amazing to. to me how many different perspectives, right, on, on the same thing. Oh, yeah. It it is. It's all about perspective. It's it, you know. It's the ob, the old ob thing. One man's ob is a as uh, a spirit. Another man's ob is a, the Virgin Mary. Another man's ob is a dimensional being. Another man's ob is a UF uh, some type of alien. Uh, so it, it goes on and on to whatever your beliefs. That's how you see your reality is through your own beliefs. That's what colors your reality. I mean, you're you're spot on, and and that's where evidential review is so challenging, right? Because then exactly. that's where you get into the arguments of different opinions and theories on whatever the evidence is, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's it, it's extremely difficult because you're right, and that's why a true EVP, if when you do an EVP, if you don't give any information out of it. Just have the the one EVP or whatever you have, and people listen to it. Uh, oh, the tunes. No, one minute. Okay, um, and and people listen to it, and they're not told what it is. Then you have a, a more evidentiary EVP than you do if you say, "Oh, does it, listen to this. Does it sound like uh, food or whatever?" You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's anyway. No, you're absolutely right, and that's where, you know, they say, hey, it doesn't it sound like this, and then your brain starts to hear it that way, too, right? Pareidolia. Absolutely. The power of suggestion. Audio, audio pareidolia. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we've got to take a break now, anyways. Uh, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation's second hour of Ghost Chronicles Radio, right here on Tojanet and Parax Radio, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street, Bethune, Massachusetts, and the Gallant and Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts, and our super-duper good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. And uh, if you're not a member of the Dead Air Society on Patreon, uh, you got to join us. Uh, it's it's relatively inexpensive, three bucks a month, and you get access to over thirty exclusive videos. Well, we got to go. We'll be right back after following messages. Do you have a paranormal event? book or something else you want people to know about then why not advertise it on ghost chronicles radio with over 150,000 downloads a month get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject we have a plan at a cost that fits your needs for more information contact ron kolick at any ghost project at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678 hello hello can you hear me my name is harry price i am speaking to you via the medium of the ghost box Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. 
Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Anne. And tonight, our very, very special guest, Mr. Clay Rocker. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. So. I like the music. <laughs> That's the theme to Van Helsing, by the way. I know. I liked it. It was very ominous. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I, I, th- I think I was actually cool. so afraid I might have tinkled a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what's <laughs> cool is... We have we have a very good friend uh, Jason Doobie who's a, a graphic artist, fabulous. He does comic books and everything else, and he uh, he did the uh, the drawing for Adidas Society on uh, Patreon page, and uh, he did a quick drawing of it, and he had it to that music. Of course, Facebook blocked it off if you came in late on it, but uh, uh-huh. it, he had it right to the music. It was awesome the way he he showed how he drew it from from. Uh, a dirty sketch to uh, the finished product. It was awesome. So it's wow. a shout out to Jason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did an amazing job, as always. You, you know that? There that are some very talented me. people out there. Oh, yes. It blows my mind because I can't even draw a freaking stick figure. <laughs> you struggled down on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Uh, let's see, we, what were we talking about before the break? We were talking about the Baptists and how they chased demons and ghosts and, and so forth, and what purgatory was. But uh, <laughs> So um, the other thing I, I, I wanted to ask you is, does do you, being a northerner, right? You, you are from the north. You're originally from Long Island and, and uh, lived in New Hampshire for many years. Uh, do you, how... For instance, if you run into southern ghosts, do do they know where you come from? Is there, uh, is is that good or bad, or, uh, or what's your observations, or if any? Well, I think it depends on where you are. So when we were at Blakely, um, you know where the 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 Civil War battles were, mm-hmm. um, much like what happened at Gettysburg when we were all together at NEGP. Um, you do definitely get a bias um, from the spirit world, um, you know. And I, I honestly believe whatever they believed with believed in in, in life, they believe in death. And you know, we you know, think about how many times, Ron, we've had that conversation, right, about people that are trapped because they think they've committed a mortal sin. You know, if it was in a, in a battle or or things like that, and they're trapped here by their own volition, right? So. I would say my answer to that is yes, and and it's interesting. I use that um, to provoke in some cases, right? Ooh. Hey, how do you feel about having a Yankee down here? You know, <laughs> in, in the deep south, in a you know, in a in a southern uh, you know port city, or in a you know a uh, plantation, you know, in in Mississippi, or or something like that, where you know you know that, that there most of it was burned during the Civil War, you know, and people lost their livelihoods, so. Um, I do use it um, 
as a as a pro, pro, you know provocative uh, uh, step a when in, investigating if if I know the history. A trigger, yeah, yeah. So and you do get reactions. I mean, I think I shared with you when we were in Gettysburg what happened to the family um, when we were at uh, just below Little Round Top. Didn't I tell yeah. you that story with the? Yeah, I mean, okay. and we, we experienced it, for, it right we, when we were walking on that retell road. It, re, retell it for our, our listeners. Yeah, I don't know if I've heard what, it. What the? What happened to our family? Yeah, right. Uh, so, so uh, we were uh, just below. We we're in the Gettysburg State our uh, Federal uh, Park, and we had a uh, Toyota Tundra that has the window that goes down in the back, and my three, the, my wife and my two girls were in the back seat. My son and I were in the front seat, uh, and uh, he was probably seven or eight. Now, maybe a little older, maybe it was 10. Um, and, uh, you know, I had an older daughter uh, who was 12 and then a younger daughter um, that was probably about six. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going through this little road, which in this little crop of forest just below and, you know, a uh, little round top where the new big fields are. And we're just kind of lazily driving through it. And my son turns to me and goes, hey, Dad, who's the soldier on the side of the road with one leg? Uh, so we stop. Uh, of course, I don't see anything, you know, psychic brick. <clears throat> so I said, all right, let's, I don't see anything. And Jan, my wife, Janet, who's much more sensitive than I am, uh, she didn't see it either. Mm-hmm. And uh, so my son and I are like, oh, let's go out and look. So we go out and uh, we walked about probably about 20 feet from the front of the truck. Uh, and there were all these fireflies. And, uh, of course, my son being a little boy. Right, he's like he goes to reach for one of the fireflies, and as soon as he touches it, all three women in the back of my truck scream at the top of their lungs. <gasps> so my son and I go running back to the truck, and the girls are screaming in the back seat. Uh, and uh, I get back in the truck, and I'm like, "What's the matter? What's the matter?" And all three of them, almost simultaneously, my wife and the two girls said something just growled at us from the back window. Oh my! So I look God. in the bed of the truck. There's nothing there. So I said, "All right, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get going." So we jump, my son and I jump in the front of the truck, and we start to meander, you know, through the further down this little road. Well, we come to where there's a, a little creek, uh, creek that runs through the the crop, and there's a little bridge over it, and the road goes over the little bridge. Um, so we decide to stop, and this is where you know the provocation thing we were just talking about. So my son and I are standing on this little uh, stone bridge. And a little, you know, a little trickle of a creek, creek below it. And I said, hey, uh, I'm a Yankee. What are all you Southern Confederates doing? And blah, 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 blah. And right behind my son and I, this voice goes, ah! like that. Well, you th- not only did I tingle, I let low. I let it loose. My son and I screamed. Look at each other, and you never seen two white boys run so fast. I mean, we booked it back for that truck, and we got in the truck, and we're white as a ghost, no pun intended. And my wife is like, oh, my God, what's the matter? You know, are you guys okay? And we explain what happened, and my wife's like, okay, time to leave. Let's just go now, please. So, we had, of course, we had to drive across this bridge. So I didn't think a Tundra could go that fast. Um, but apparently with that V8 engine, it can pick up speed pretty quick, and we shot across that bridge. 
Well, we came out on the other side. The park police were there, and they're like, oh. you know, the park is closed. It's after dusk. And uh, we're like, sorry, we were in, and blah, 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 blah. But anyway, long and short of it, that was the, the, the experience of the family in Gettysburg. Um, oh and, and it really felt in line with uh, all the other experiences we had. So, for example, we were right behind the cemetery in Gettysburg, staying in the hotel there. And our TV would keep going on and off. We'd take the batteries out of the remote. TV would come back on. You would yeah. unplug it. The TV would come on. I mean, and it was freaking out my kids. And, of course, you know, I'm, I'm holding K2s up to it and all sorts of stuff. But I threw the sh- curtains back and the graveyard's right there. So it, it was a really interesting experience and highly recommend anybody that really is interested in the paranormal to experience the Gettysburg thing, not only just from the historical and the sacrifices that were made, but and the emotion, but also the paranormal activity there. Yeah, when we, wouldn't you we agree, Ron? There, the, the first time we went there was uh, uh, Jeff Belange's Ghostology, uh, uh, where it was called at that time. I forget what the heck it was, but he had a big convention. And we stayed in a, a modern tel- hotel down there. We, I think we were on the third floor. Marion and I had adjoining rooms, and uh, so we were going to go I, uh, to the convention thing because uh, we were going to cover it for ghost chronicles and uh we had a joining thing so we opened the doors and maureen came to it and she said, i said you're ready to go and then i saw a dark shadow from the the bathroom which was beside the door that went to the hall like a water from our and it went out the door and the door closed and the the, the this do not disturb sign actually went back and forth <laughs> and I looked at Maureen and I looked, I said, who, who, and she, we ran right out to the hall and there was, of course, nobody there, but as clear as day, I saw it. And not only that, did I see it? You could hear the door close. You could see the, the thing swing when it happened, but it, I, I had, I could not see, you know, what, what, it, who it was or anything. It was just like a, a dark form that just kind of moved from the bathroom mm-hmm. and out the door. Wow. That's that is so. Cool. I mean, that that that's place is it's like that's so cool. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, Ron, but when we were there, I always felt like I was seeing something in my peripheral vision. Oh yeah, yeah. almost constantly. Wow. Well, even James, even Jim uh, Stonier, our EVP guy, uh, you know, he was staying us at the little around around to our farm, and he had never seen anything in his life. And when we got there, he saw a uh, a cat in the house that wasn't there. Uh, wow. He, he saw it as clear as day, and that was, but it wasn't there. Wow. That place was rocking, absolutely rocking. Uh, I, I mean, I, I wonder, you know, other than the, obviously the tragic events that happened there, but, you know, you, you're, 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 the, the sighting of the cat, right, and I forgot all about that. The sighting of the cat really is interesting to me because is there something in the geological formation of that area that intensifies the psychic um, energy that's there from all the tragedy and just makes things easier to manifest or because, you know, just seeing a cat as clear as Jim did, when you think about everything else that's been seen there, you know, is there something there that's amplifying that energy? Ah, ah, is it? Because we know it's such a haunted place, and people have brought so much energy to that place, investigating and and are we creating these experiences ourselves through our own minds? 
because they believe a lot of that. In fact, we talked about this in the last show in EVPs is, is why did some people who do it all the time get better uh, results than somebody who just do it occasionally. Mm-hmm. And it, we wondered, uh, and that's one of the theories, of course, is that you become so attuned to what you're doing that you actually create the EVPs yourselves. So we may be creating these spirits ourselves as, as well. Uh, that, I mean, it's all theories. We don't know one way or the other what, why, or even what a ghost is, to be quite frankly. But uh, yeah, these these experiences. I mean, we we had that other experience when we were in the engine house, uh, Clay. With and that's one another one that I can yeah. never explain. The reverse in B, in EVP. Uh, we were on camera interviewing uh, the uh, manager of the the train house, and all of a sudden we heard that huge bang uh, about by the <laughs> engines, and everybody went running. We stopped the interview. And we went running. But yet, when I played the the video back, there was no sound at all of it. You could see the reactions. You could see everything from it. And it was a huge sound. It was loud. It was not like just bang. It was huge. It was like I screamed in your ear, bang. And (laughs) and yet, that was never recorded. So we we don't understand the nature of of, uh, the paranormal, which makes it so intriguing why we do it. Well, that's like, you know, how when we do EVPs, you could have two machines there, to your point, and one captures it and one doesn't. Why? Right. Exactly. You know, to your point, like, like remember when we were in the Portsmouth Lighthouse, and Jim and I were breaking down the equipment, other than your son throwing potato chips and freaking me out <laughs> um, <laughs> from up above. Um, but Jim and I were having that kind of teasing argument, and then the recorders were recording, and we didn't re- we forgot about it. And when we were doing evidential review, what, two days later on or three days later, you know, you hear Jim and I bantering back and forth, and then you hear this woman scream at the top of her lungs. And you can tell we didn't register it because our inflection of our tone never changed. You know, that kind of stuff to me is, is, is the perplexing side of it. Absolutely. You know, I, I don't understand it, and my scientific See, brain can't wrap itself around that. Yeah, see now that that would that would type of an EVP would go against that theory that I just mentioned that that we create our own EVP because this was something that was recorded and yet you guys weren't really recording anything. All right. So you and know that happened that happened to me in a house in East Bridgewater and I was just chatting away. You know the recorders were still running. I'm chatting away with mm-hmm. the family. In the middle of it is this enormous rifle shot. Oh, that was a good EVP. Mike Markowitz caught that one. Best I, uh, yeah. EVP I've ever heard in my life, and I'm not. You know, nobody missed a beat. We didn't. We didn't hear it. Mm-hmm. Played it back. It was like, oh my god, what is that? Crazy. It's well, crazy it's kind of like Moldenboro. Remember with the with the the, the bedroom. We played it back, and we heard like like a guitar twang being it played was like in the background. A harpsichord almost. Oh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we're yeah, like, I, oh, still, I didn't hear I that. Have, Did you hear I that? that you... I still have that video, by the way. Do you really? With the books? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's such a cool video. What yeah. is this? What are you talking about? Uh, it was an investigation we did. One of our listeners for the show, uh, Evelyn, uh, what's her name? Oh, I forgot. Oh, my God. Let's don't get old. Oh, that was a Evelyn, long time ago. <laughs> I don't yeah, blame Evelyn, you for forgetting. 
I, I can't remember the name, but she lived in one of the founders' house in uh, uh, Peter, not Peterborough. Uh, no, uh, Moultonboro. Moultonboro, New Thank you very much. Yeah. And in fact, uh, the house she lived in was actually used uh, for uh, people to come in because uh, one of her relatives owned the steamer on the lake. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the paddle wheel or whatever the hell it was, and uh, that was like a house people could go in and pay three dollars and sleep there. And uh, I think there was even bootlegging there. But yeah, her mother, her <laughs> father, her mother uh, died in the house. Her father committed suicide in the house. Oh God! Uh, yeah, yeah, it was an interesting thing. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was it, that was a neat investigation. Now I think about it, it's in one of our books. I think it's in the first book or the second book. I'm not quite sure. It may have been the second book. I think it's in the first uh, book. It's the first book. It, yeah. Remember, and it had all those artifacts in it. Oh yeah, you know, all the the the, cool. the antiques and and yeah. like the muskets and the swords and all kinds of cool stuff. And it was, and what it was what, there was a lot of really cool stuff. <laughs> what's what uh, Clay was talking about was the uh, uh, the books. Um, her mother, when she died. Uh, she was very much into new age. So she had a lot of new age books and stuff like that. So she had a whole tub of them and she uh, wanted uh, Maureen and I to have them. And so Maureen and I went through them and took the ones we wanted and piled them up mm-hmm. and put them on the bed. And then uh, we locked the room in the house and we went out to uh, eat. And then we came back and we went into the room and there were the books all scattered across the floor. I grab my camera, it takes a picture, and it's a digital camera. So I, I look at the picture, and all I have is a picture of the floor. So I take another picture, and then the second picture, I have the books in it. So hmm. pretty that's, weird. That's very yeah. weird. And we also had a locked-off camera in that room, and uh, uh, we we got recorded uh, um, hops. It sounds like harpsichord or guitar, depending on you know your, your point of view. Mm-hmm. But uh, – uh, also, there were there was some uh, you could hear some voices as well, uh, which. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. So. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, that that that, that was a cool place. Tell that story before. Well, read the first book, Ghost Chronicles. It's in it. Okay. <laughs> you get a blue <laughs> white <laughs> reaction to it, just like you were there. You'll get everything. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, if, if people don't know what we're talking about, uh, Maureen and I, Maureen was a transmedium I, I worked with for many, 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 many years, uh, and my host on Ghost Chronicles, the original Ghost Chronicles, um, and we wrote two books together, uh, Ghost Chronicles and more Ghost Chronicles, and they are uh, very much our cases uh, that we did together, and they're written in our point of view. Uh, the font changes when Maureen and I talk. And you, you're in with us. You under, it's like you're a fly on the wall there. You, you feel what we feel and see what we see and everything and, and hear what we hear. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Anyways, Ghost Chronicles and more Ghost Chronicles. This is my shameless plug. I got it in. Yoo-hoo. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Glad I could oblige. You owe me $5. Yeah. So I play, yeah, thank you so much, Clay. I appreciate that as well. <laughs> hey, Ron, how about uh, uh, Rose Island? Was it Rose Island? What was the one in, in Nantucket Table Harbor? Tip, Rose Island. Remember we were yes, talking absolutely. about that uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, absolutely. The One of the, the best paranormal experiences that I had was that table tipping uh, about 2 o'clock in the morning oh. or whatever the hell it was. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, Clay was there, Jim, uh, Jeremy Dontremont from the Lighthouse. Uh, uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, I forget who he is. Uh, oh, the director. Oh. Yeah, the director down there. And yeah. also in the Gopher uh, is, was it with us as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, And we did table tipping on a huge oak table. And we had that thing rocking and rolling for probably 15, 20 minutes at least. And we did record that, which is great. So, Mm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And it levitated at the end. Yeah. Remember, it went straight up and then slammed back down. That was the end. And then that was it. Bang. Over. Uh. Done. And then it was over. No energy. Yep. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, we've investigated a lot of things. In fact, Jim and I were talking today uh, because he's on his way out to some place and for work and uh, he was in the airport. So he gave me a call and uh, we were talking about the coldest places we went to. And uh, we were talking about the mill. Uh, it was the anniversary just recently. Uh, Clay, do you remember the mill? The cold mill? Is that the one <laughs> over near Concord? Yeah. Uh, Concord, New Hampshire? No, it was no, Western Mass. Mass. Yeah, yeah, I was, was going to no. say it was Central Mass, wasn't it? Yeah, Central Mass. Central Mass. Mass. It was, it, yeah, it actually burned down mysteriously. Uh, yeah, it was oh. the coldest. It was the coldest place uh, that I've ever ever investigated. It was in January, the the very uh-huh. coldest day of the year yep. of that particular year. Oh, yeah. oh, the one where we had one room with heat and it was like sub zero. <laughs> we brought two. We brought two heaters in, and because there was no electricity, and they were the uh, propane heaters, and we ran those damn thing. The people oh. down there were really nice. They brought us all kinds of food, which was good. <laughs> but we had that one room. Oh, I remember that. Oh, that was that was that was that was the coldest investigation we've oh, ever done. Oh, what fun! Oh, yeah. what fun! I was supposed to go on that, and I was just getting over being sick, and I'm like, nope, nope, not ha- nope. Just yeah, not. sure, Ann. Sure, yes, Ann. I was not just getting over being quote unquote I sick, was. and it was minus ten. Yeah, right. Have a nice time, guys. Tell me all about it when you get there. <laughs> <laughs> we that that stretch. I think I did four wicked, wicked cold investigations. That was one. The second one after that, Ann went with me, and in fact, we stayed overnight in oh, the Pierce the Pierce Mansion, yeah. the haunted Victorian. The haunted Victorian. God, that it was room, cold. They had no oh, that place house. was cold. Oh, you you talking about the one in Gardner? Yeah. We went outside oh. and it was warm. That's how cold it was inside. <laughs> it was November. It was November. That house had a perpetual coldness in it. Yeah. And, oh, and but they had, had no heat. Yeah, we had to cancel the first investigation before Halloween because it snowed. That'd be... The, yeah, the, the Halloween snowstorm, the huge yeah. Halloween snowstorm, wiped it out. Yep. Yep. And so we ended up going there in November. I, I mean, honest, you, yeah, you wouldn't have felt a cold spot if it if it banged you over the head. I'll tell yeah. you, boy, was it cold. But that was. That was yeah. I don't know. Was I with you guys on that? Because I remember doing two investigations in that house where it was rigid. Probably. No, you I, you were there because yeah. it was an NB, NG, NEGP event, yeah. so I'm sure yeah. you were there, Clay. Or uh, I don't. Well, I I can't say for sure. Ed and I ended up staying over. We we found the we went. In, I think it was the the nursery inn. Was that the what nannies. it was? We stayed in the nanny's room. Well, there were two beds in it because we we yeah. slept in the same room. But uh, yeah, you don't have to worry about anything because it was too freaking cold. Oh uh, yeah, get, no. even get a <laughs> <laughs> too much shrinkage there, Ron. 
Yeah. Oh, it was no. too cold for anything. No. And and the, the funny part about it was Anne, Anne was in one bed and she was sleeping next to the dumbwaiter. And I was in another bed, of course, under the covers. That's how freaking cold it was. Keep my, yeah. my nose warm at the very least. Bags, yeah, everything. we yeah. were we were freezing. And in the middle of the night, I heard noise at the dumbwaiter. It sounded like the door was open and everything else. I was so freaking cold. I didn't even put my head out of the covers to look. <laughs> <laughs> just, just come and come and, and haunt me. I don't even care. Just yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah I gotta wonder if uh, the ghosts in that house weren't all um, getting together on the third floor and going. I don't get it. I did my best moves that night, and neither one of them bothered to even come out from underneath the covers. <laughs> you can almost hear them complaining. Oh and then yeah. The third one we did that night that in that set of cold investigation was the one in Bath where you were at and with the the uh the two oh, guys that dropped the radio in the hot tub. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I forgot about Bath too. That's right. Oh, I remember how that mad was you were. Oh, freezing, good Lord. freezing investigation. <laughs> Why would they drop oh. the radio? they dropped a radio in a hot tub? It was an accident. Cuz yeah, oh. the place the place was wicked cold. Uh, oh. and, but they were in the hot tub. They were fine. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, that's right. Oh, <laughs> they were in the hot tub, and we were freezing our you-know-what's off. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was, a, it was, an it was another one. What was the other one that was cold? Well, I, I know was the jail another one. was cold, too. Uh, There's so many. Oh. The jail was cold where Anne got that, that, got her, uh, you, you know, remember the jail? Oh, the Cambridge window. Jail? The yeah, Cambridge Street. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a cold one, too. The Cambridge Jail before. Yeah, that as cold as the other three, but that that was a cold one, too. Oh, that was cold. Yeah. Hey, friends of mine are going to be staying at Borden Flats overnight in that lighthouse. Oh, cool. Yeah, remember you guys investigated there? Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> That's owned by a new guy now. Is, is he renting that out? Uh, must be. They're going to stay there. Oh, good for them. Yeah. They're not investigating. They just want to stay overnight in the lighthouse. So I'm like, it is oh, cool. hey, it's haunted. <laughs> a little no- well, it was really noisy from that club by the- across the-, <laughs> the water there. <laughs> but anyways, that's the bell. Uh, we've got to wrap it up. Uh, so, Clay, thanks a lot for joining us uh, yeah, tonight. Oh, my pleasure. Love talking to you guys. Yeah, we miss you, too. I do, anyways. I have no one to pick on. My poor oh. wife's getting all my abuse. <laughs> and you have nobody to, to, to bring, you know, fashion sense to the team. Two shoes, <laughs> two socks. Two, two shoe. What? Two shoe. <laughs> two shoes. Yeah, Clay, Clay good. we were at the Wood Island Lighthouse, and he, he came out with uh, two different sneakers on one time. Oh. That was fun, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh. He's, he, he creates the fashion. We just follow it. All right. <laughs> Uh, I'm a trendsetter, what can I say? Yeah, trendsetter. Anyways, we do have to go. Clay, thanks a lot for joining us, and we want to thank everyone for listening to us right here on uh, Tojanet Parox Radio. Uh, This has been Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ian and Ron. And I want to thank uh, Circles of Wisdom, 386 Mimic Street, Bethune, Massachusetts, the Glant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts, and our super-duper good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. And you, too, can become a member of the Dead Air Society by joining uh, for $3. You get access to over 30 exclusive videos just for you. So, anyways, good night. Thanks for listening. Have a great day and stay safe. Good night, everybody.
From goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.